Morgan. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We got a double barrel Wednesday with Sean Callahan and Parker Gabriel in the mailbag. You can always get your questions into early break 937 at gmail.com. Call or text the show at 402 464 5685 and watch us on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. The show sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Hello, Sip, how are you? Uh, good morning, Jake. I, I see on the Twitter. Mike Dudley, Mike, our friend, says yes. two hours of bird noises today. You want to start it off? Go ahead. Go, get, get it going. Might as well. There's the start of two hours. I, I don't know how to do bird noises. Yeah, well, I, I, Is that good? I appreciate you trying. I yeah. think we could have two hours of that for sure. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Well, this is the, the reason. Day. The reason why we started off with bird noises is because everything is just bad at don't for Nebraska men. Don't do that. Don't do that. We just have trouble against the state of Illinois in Nebraska. Nebraska this week. You know, this is a bye week for football. You already had big news on you know this on Monday of a coach coming back and four assistants being let go. Okay, let, let's see if basketball can give us a, some sort of reprieve. From this disappointment of a season that football is. Ah, well, okay. It was fun last Sunday, Sip, in an exhibition game against Colorado where you were up by 27 points at one point and you blast them and win by double digits in the game that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But when the lights are on and the game starts counting, mm-hmm. guess what happened last night? I was in attendance. I was there from start to finish. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Nebraska basketball opens their regular season last night. With just a, a terrible, horrific loss to Summit League's Western Illinois, 75-74. This is a team that Kobe Webster used to play on a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That team beat Nebraska last night. And, Sip, I, I'm going to give you one stat, and, and this is where yeah, people are going to have a migraine. They're going to have a meltdown. They might pull all their hair out of their head. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is a Summit League team. Summit League, the same level, Shake. Of, of of UNO and North Dakota State and South Dakota State and South Dakota. It's that same conference. Rebounds last night. Western Illinois, 57. Nebraska, 37. A little bit full, even more on that, Sip. Offensive rebounds for Western Illinois, which comes down to want to, really. It's want to and effort. 23 Offensive rebounds for Western Illinois, second chance points like crazy, and Nebraska falls to 0 and 1 in their first game of the yeah, season. They had 20, 22 second chance points. Nebraska only had seven offensive rebounds. I um okay now I wasn't you need to there. talk me off the ledge because I'm having some big issues this morning. Okay now hold on I, I, now just so that 
the listeners understand. I wasn't there. I, I it, not because I didn't want to. I had big red wrap up duty. I would have been there. Um, because I would. I mean, Jake, I would have written a column of, on what I saw from the season opener. And I'm so you know, in a way, you're kind of. I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. I. I don't know that what I would have saw is representative of what we will see going forward. I hope not. That's I sure hope not. <laughs> well, that's what we have to – I mean, that's what you're – that's what you weigh in your mind, and I didn't see it. Man, I get reports, though, and they're they're not good. Nothing – now, the one thing I'd say is I was – my concern began earlier in the week when I heard that Colorado was a bottom feeder in the Pac-12, that that Ken Palm rating – was inflated um that actually Colorado's probably um 10 10th through 12th team in the Pac-12. People celebrated that win a little too much. Nebraska shot the ball really well. It also it, didn't count. <laughs> they celebrated a win that did not count. Right. Um there was a little too much to do made of that. And my thought in that game was What's Nebraska look like if it doesn't shoot the ball really well? Well, you saw it last night. Okay, now here's what I'm getting at. If if Nebraska doesn't shoot the ball really well, Jake, there's teams in the Big Ten, if they don't shoot the ball well, you know what they can do? They can go inside. They can go to, to Kofi Coburn, to the big man at Michigan, to the big Dickinson, man. Yeah. yeah, Dickinson, to the big man at Ohio State to the big man at Indiana, to the big man, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Big, Purdue's got like eight big men. Yeah, to, yeah right? exactly. They're so, all big. So, they, Jake, you know what they can do? They can go inside and get baskets when you're cold, when they need a basket to, to stave off, to stave off um, poor, you know, a series of poor offensive possessions. You can do that, at, at, but Nebraska doesn't have that. Now, that's just one issue. Oh, I mean, they, but the inside game is a big issue for Nebraska. There, there are so many concerns. And, and again, like you said, this the fan base was ecstatic about the Colorado game because they looked awesome. They, they made every shot they looked at. They played good defense. But you're, Nebraska's going to look but, good when they shoot it well. Right. This team, is it, it relies on shooting well. You, you can't ugly a game up and win it. They don't play good enough defense, and they don't have they don't rebound to give you second-chance points. I mean – if if you can't take anything away but more than this, the the fact that you you got out rebounded by twenty boards by a mid level the bad level Summit League team. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be careful. How the hell do you get a rebound in the Big Ten Conference? Well, you just mentioned there's bigs everywhere. They might bigs not everywhere. shoot well, but guess bigs what? Everywhere. They're getting second and third and fourth chance points if they have okay, to. Just stop now. Stop and, and t- now we take a breath. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pissed. I understand. I am pissed. I understand. This morning. I understand. You have to close your eyes. You don't have to right now, but you have to close your eyes and think about uh, those Big Ten games that you watch all the time. Think about how hard those teams go to the boards. Think about it, Jake. I've seen it. It's a I war. I saw it last night it's a for war. the other team. It is an absolute war in the paint in the Big Ten, okay? It is. That's, that's, that's me, you, and Harrison, our EP. Good morning, Harrison. I've watched those games courtside. You're not coming out of there alive, Jake. You're not. You're literally not. You better. They better get tougher inside. I mean, they have to. They don't have a choice. Yeah, you, you don't get to choose, okay, we're just going to shoot better. No, you need to get tough inside because you're not going to shoot awesome every night. And you have to get rebounds for second and third chance points and not allow the opponent to have that. Listen, this stuff happens, though, and you got to understand that. 
Upsets yeah. happen early in season. I understand you can't that, write, but if you, can't you, write if, you, if you were able to watch this game, it was just really alarming. Because here, here's my takeaway. I mean, there's, there's several takeaways. Okay, I'm listening. And I'm looking up some. Fred, you know, Fred Hoiberg is you know supposed to be an offensive genius, right? You know, he comes in with all these different NBA plays, and, and it's it's just supposed to work. Mm-hmm. I watched last night's game offensively. I don't get it. I, I don't understand the plan. Like they, there's no movement. It's it's the same thing. Sip. They're supposed it, to be. It, no, it reminds me. And I don't like this. It reminds me of Tim Miles basketball, where it's just ISO. Beat a guy one on one. You know, he has James Palmer Jr. to go beat a guy one on one, or or he had you know Petaway when they were good. You'll beat a guy one on one. It's just a bunch of ISO. Alonzo, I mean, Verge and Bryce McGowan's had good points, you know, numbers in terms of that. It wasn't very yeah, efficient. Alonzo Verge nine for 20, 26 points. Bryce McGowan's debut seven of 18, 25 points. Good, That's good. good point numbers, but. I, I don't I don't like the offense. Well, I think not it's in, just, not, not in game one. You don't like the well, offense. You liked it against Colorado. If you're having that big of offensive issues against Western Illinois, then I've got some big questions because this this is what this is what bothers me. I I think there was a point in the game they started realizing, oh my gosh, this is this is a game. You know, yeah. we're not just going to roll. You know, we're not going to pull away and win. This is going to be tight. Mm-hmm. And I still saw stupid stuff. You know, no look passes. They get tripped up and, and stolen away. Mm-hmm. Or you know, trying to do an alley oop that's not there gets blocked away, taken the other way. It's just dumb. It's not dumb sa- not, basketball. Not sound. Dumb basketball. Okay, that's one game though. I mean, it's one game. That's the alarms going off though. Yeah, and it's the problem is, as I mentioned off air, it'll haunt you because it's a bad RPI loss. And when when Nebraska's probably, if they're going to make the NCAA tournament, they're probably a bubble type team. That loss really hurts you. It'll haunt you all season long on the in, in that discussion, right? You lost on your home court to Western Illinois. I mean, come on. Now, again, I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to look for positives. And There's I, not any from last. Bryce, well, McGowan's Bryce, is Bryce yeah. McGowan's who we th- you know thought maybe would be, be a little shy to start the season. I mean, he, he took 18 shots. That's good. They needed they, to. They early they on. To. I, I don't know if the plan early on was just to feed him and, and get him confident, but he took a lot of shots in the early going. Like the, or like the first ten minutes, it was all Bryce. It yeah, felt you like. got to get him going. You do. I think I think that was the plan. Get Bryce get, going. I think you got to get him as confident as you possibly can going into the big. Ten. I, I tell you what, that that kid is smooth. Like yeah. I I I know there's some questions about him in preseason and you know practice and even the first couple of games, but that he's gonna be good. Yeah. I don't know how good he, he is going to be. A good player. Well, he's very go. effortless out there. There you go. Um other concerns Nebraska I mean Make I know the re, I know the rebounding issue is is on everybody's mind also on it should be on your mind that Nebraska had six assists and Verge had five of them Nebraska had six assists in the game which speaks to what you're saying about a stagnant offense um, oh it was it was terribly stagnant it was just six assists five by one player okay so the rest of the team managed one assist yeah, that's, now, that's now, terrible. Now, Fred will look at that and say that's embarrassing. It, it is. It is downright embarrassing. Fred, no way Fred, around that. Fred will not tolerate it. Now, right away. Now, they're going to have to have. I mean, here's what you don't. Okay, now, hey Jake, here's here's some productive discussion. Okay, put yourself in the shoes of the coaching staff 
of Nebraska men's basketball. Right. Do you have a come to Jesus right out of the gate? I don't. I don't think so. I'm not. A, I've never coached a what team. What does it look like for you? What, what does that moment look like for the staff or the team? I'm going hard at them in practice um, today, but I'm not going to overdo it. Uh, I, I think you have to. I don't. I don't think you do. I. Because I, Jake, it's a long season. I mean. I'm making sure the practice is intense. The, the problem is this, though, Sip, is that, you know, you're right. Last night there was upsets all over the country. Miami of Ohio beat somebody. Right. Uh, Georgia Tech lost to somebody. You know, there's, it, happens. it happens. It happens. The Citadel beat Pittsburgh. Just See, weird stuff. Go. But still, those are programs that are not coming off of seven-win seasons, though. No. Like, this program is not used to winning right now. They're used to losing everything. And no. we're and we're trying to believe that this is going to be a team that takes the the leap to the NIT or the tournament. Well, why is that such? Why is the NIT such a pie in the sky notion? It's not pie in the sky. It's in just, year three, it's not pie in the sky. It should not be pie in the sky. Right. But we have just not seen anything close to that yet. I, the question I have for the fan base and our listeners is: is, is if Nebraska? No, I'm not going to do this because it's a hypothetical. I'm not going to do it. I, I I'm just going to stick to the. I'm not going to ask the que- these these questions yet. It's one game. I- I'm sticking to what I said in, in a preseason column. In year three, there's no reason in year three in the sport of basketball, and please don't compare it to the sport of football, okay? The, the build in basketball should be much quicker and easier than football. Agreed. It's Agreed. basketball. I it's agree. It's basketball. You can get two or three guys and make it makes a huge difference. Okay, it can if you get the right guys. Two or three guys is all it takes I to agree. swing it fast. Roster turnover is is commonplace. It, it's the norm yep. in college basketball. If in year three we're not talking about an NIT team, then yeah, that we have to ask some serious questions. You, yep, you should. Well, I, man, I got a lot of pushback on that preseason column. A lot. I mean, ugly. Ugly pushback. I mean, everybody's always get off of Fred, get off of Fred. Well, all right, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get off of him. I'll stay off of him for a little bit here. But you got to start seeing something. Why in year three is there an, is an excuse? I don't get. Somebody's got to tell me. Oh, no, if they have a bad year, it's going to get loud. Oh, it's going to. Somebody's got to tell me why you get an excuse in year three. I'm sure Happer can do it. I mean, there's guys that can do it, but I, but I'm no, I. If if they're if they're straight up bad again this year, they're not competitive, and they're, they're you know they win ten games or nine games. Yeah, well, they, but they're we're not going to do that because this is no, just, it's going to get loud. I know, but this team has a chance to be good. Right. I mean, you can tell, and I hate using this term because we use it for football. They they you know they look like they're close to being something okay, but it's just to me, I don't know how to I don't know how you just resolve rebounding just like that. But that's why I'm saying you got to go hard then because you got to figure out guys, you cannot just assume you're going to make 13 threes every game or or 15 threes. Right. You're going to have those you games yeah. you don't make shots. Yeah. And you got to attack the glass. There was one moment in this game. I forget it was late in the sec- second half. And uh Western Illinois had like missed a shot and it fell straight down. But all there was four Nebraska guys running the other way, and it was Derek Walker with four guys around him. And, of course, he had no chance to make a stop. It was, like, tied up at this point, I believe, the game. Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. But everybody else is on the other side of the court after a miss by Western Illinois. 
Mm-hmm. And Derek Walker's there with three or four guys around him. You know, try. He does make a goal ten. He tried at least, but he had no chance. Mm-hmm. Nobody was trying. Okay, so the, the 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 biggest concerns we've established, and they're concerns, legit concerns, are rebounding. <sighs> Jake, the rebounding. That's number one. I would far. say the assist number. And then free throw shooting down the stretch because that's a mental toughness. And you would say rebounding is largely mental toughness. So uh, you, yeah. So you wonder about the team's mental toughness. And the thing that I heard during the preseason and the assist total suggests is the chemistry is not great. And I think six assists. I think mm. you watched the game and saw that it's not a team right now that has great chemistry. No. That didn't come out of the that conversation. I just want to tell people by way of some degree of insight. That conversation didn't come out of the blue, okay? There's been discussion about it. Okay, on on that note, let's let's hear from Fred Hoiberg last night. I was talking about uh, Nebraska needs to move the ball better. They didn't handle adversity. Well, here's Fred Hoiberg (laughs) post-game last night on that. Well, you got to move it, you know, and we have moved it. That is the, the disappointing thing. It was my biggest concern with what happened when adversity hit us, and obviously we didn't handle it well uh, tonight when the ball wasn't going in the hoop early. I, I just felt we tried to do it individually and uh, and go one on one, and and that's disappointing, you know, that it came to that where you know first two games in the exhibition, I thought we had great movement, we were sharing it. Uh, and we had really good possessions. We didn't have a lot of adversity hit us in our exhibition in those first two games. Hit us, obviously, square in the face tonight. Didn't handle it well. Uh, but again, it's a learning opportunity for a group to get better, to grow from it, and uh, to be better the next time we're on the floor on Friday. That's the right attitude. He's got the right – I mean, this can be – you know, you hope that what it is is it gets the guy's attention. That, that Maybe coming off of Colorado, they thought they were a little too good. Yep. Very possible. Yeah, and this could be very helpful. It could, Jake, it could be very helpful. Nebraska plays again Friday. Uh, Sam Houston State. Yep. Fred Hoiberg, how do you think this team will bounce back after this loss? Well, uh, you know, I, just from what I've seen out of them and how we bounce back from disappointing days, um, you know, I, I'm confident that we'll bounce back the right way tomorrow. We have to. Um, again, we're playing a good team on Friday, and we, we've got to grow in a lot of areas. So, uh, you know, I think we'll grow from it. I, I hope we grow from it. I still like this team a lot. And uh, and think we have good days ahead, but you know we got to learn from this one and, and not uh, not have a duplicate performance. I think it's funny to hear after after game one saying I still like this team a lot. Like, well, like, like you would hate the team after the first game, right? Now here's the deal: in a perfect world, you guys got to agree with me on this. You know what? In my perfect world, you would you would learn a lot by going to their practice today. Yeah, and you if you if you went to practice today. With that mentality, as a you, you as a fan, um, and a very interested observer and a radio show host, mm-hmm. me as a columnist, and you locked in, you would learn a lot about this team, and you would learn a lot about Fred. I mean, he, you would get the answer to the question I raised: Do you what do you do with them in practice today? Do you overreact? Do you stay on an even keel? My guess is Fred. I think you stay on an even keel. I mean, it's one game; it's the first game. But you would learn a lot from seeing that practice today. What which guys, which guys you would you would you would see which guys respond well, um, which guys maybe don't. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. What would Fred attack? How? Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna give you examples. How would Fred address the rebounding issue in today's practice? What's he gonna do? I, He's got to do that. 
well, right? This is this is the scary part for you is that if you look at the the stats on rebounding from Western Illinois, it was everybody. It wasn't like one guy had fifty, you know, twenty rebounds. It was nobody had more than ten, eight, nine, nine, eight, six, four. It, it, it was every it, everybody's at fault. You can't say there's a Kofi Coburn getting twenty five rebounds in the game. It wasn't like you couldn't stop a big dude that was impossible. I mean, they were they were not that big. So that's the that's that's what scares me. So what does he do today? I mean, you, wouldn't you, wouldn't that be interesting to see what he does in terms of drills and emphasis? Right. You would have to. I would be interested to watch that practice and see how he addresses the stagnant offense. What does the offense look like in practice? What does Fred do when somebody when somebody goes isolation when he wants it? the ball to be moved around. Okay. What does he do? Does he stop the practice? And and who is it that he's addressing? All those things would be interesting. And I, and I got to tell you something, Jake. Mm-hmm. There was a time at Nebraska when I, I, you could walk over to practice. When they walked, when they practiced at the Devaney Sports Center on the main court, I used to watch practice all the time. Doc's practices. I'd watch them all the time. Danny Neese practices. I watched them all the time. You could do it. You Just can't wait. do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, they've tightened things up, and I'm not suggesting that's a bad thing, but there was a time where you could go over and watch and get those answers, and it was fascinating. I'd go up in the upper reaches of the Devaney Center and watch practice, and you'd learn a lot. I knew a lot about the teams Mm -hmm. because you could watch those, but you can't. I mean, they just don't let you now. They're in their own private practice gym over at the Devaney Center. Okay, so that's that's that. That's a stunning loss. Mm. Um, I got home from Big Red Wrap Up and opened up Twitter, and I was amazed. I, I didn't know what to think. I saw Baz's tweet that they were down, and I told Trixie, uh, Nebraska basketball's down. She doesn't even know what I'm talking about. And I said, they'll, um, they'll, um, they'll come back and win. And I put it down, and I ate uh, barbecue with some um, Brussels sprouts caramelized they were awesome then i opened up twitter again and i'm like they lost that game well and jake's kind of yep. freaking well I, I yeah i because nebraska again people want to say that i, I don't want to say free throws are a problem the whole game because they actually had a, a nice oh, game the until the very yeah. so the here's very, what happened very, yeah they, but they they were really good until about five minutes here's ago. the numbers nebraska started 18 for 20 at the free throw take line. that all day take it all day then they went five for 11 to end the game and this is the kicker. And this con- this is, again, this is on your list of concerns. And then two for six in the final 55 seconds. Can't have that. Okay, that's mental toughness. Jim. It is. Absolutely. Okay, so what are we all talking about? What are, we, what are we talking about? All these things are mental toughness. That's the concern. Is this a tough-minded team or not? It hasn't been the last two years. I know. It has not been. Well, well they're free-throw shooting. Okay. Okay, now th- these numbers... People need to understand these numbers, okay? This is a Fred Hoiberg team. Nebraska was 323rd out of 340 teams nationally in free throw percentage last season. 323 of 340 last season. The season before, second from last. It's amazing. Out of 350, out of 350 teams. 348th out of 350 teams in his first season. 323rd out of 340 in in last season. Okay, now that's a mental toughness issue. So that's not guys at that level can shoot free throws. I mean, there's seven-year-olds that can shoot free throws, okay? I mean, I won a free throw shooting, a Kiwanis free throw shooting contest when I was 
nine and I hit 19 of 20. You could, it's not a, it's not that hard of an exercise. Okay. What's the deal? That's Aaron, Jake. This is not simple talking. I've covered this stuff for 30 years. Any coach would tell you that is a mental toughness issue. I, you, you, you can't That's deny it. that. And it's in, yeah, it's, it's a trend. It's not. A, it's like a, not a one-off. It's, it's a, a focused mental toughness issue. Let's get a call from Dave, who's been patiently waiting at four six four five six eight five. Dave, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, morning, Jake and Steve. Uh, Dave, how's I Vegas? Make sure I get up and and comment on this. Is that's a uh, no? Jake's got every right to be upset, and the criticisms are warranted. Look, when you lost the Illinois football game, your margin for error disappeared, getting for six wins. Look, the Big Ten is brutal. You got possible two Final Four teams in Purdue and Michigan, yeah. And you know all these Elite Eight teams in Illinois and Maryland and Ohio State. Look, these losses hurt. I'm, I'm not. I'm being frank here. The okay. margin for error is very slim because your projected win total in the Big Ten is eight games, yeah. And you got eleven non-conference games. You know, you if you win eighteen games, maybe you're on the bubble. But then you go back and look. Well, they lost to Western Illinois at home. Look, man. The rebounding is going to be awful this year, and I'm telling you, it's just the margin for error is gone. Look at if you guys get a chance, look at the December schedule into January. Hmm. Oh, they I might have it's yeah. rough. They might have four wins. It's rough, you know. But hey, I wanted to comment on podcast you guys said okay uh, about the cranes. I live on the 20th floor, uh, Jake and Steve, and my building is 60 floors, and I watched it being built. It's amazing what those guys cranes do oh, way up high on eighty cool. floors. Yeah, how they get up there. Mm. Yeah, and they have to move the steel up to the top. Yes. by walkie-talkie from the road. That's amazing. But it's it's amazing. It is, and those guys make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Simple. Do they but really? Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, well, he's not talking about sandhill cranes. He's I'm talking about c- construction cranes. Yes, and it is an incredible. They fascinate you. Yeah, it is an incredible thing to watch. Just the crane, the main crane being constructed, because they have to put it together in segments. They just don't. There's not a, you know, there's not a nine-story crane you're hauling around the. <laughs> the city i mean <laughs> take down the stoplights we're coming through take them down yeah you can't park it at, at motel six <laughs> it, it takes up the whole lot <laughs> so yeah they have to do that in segments and it's incredible to watch it yeah yeah it is yeah thank you to dave for the yeah, call thank you thank uh, you for the crane yeah well, again though the- i thought at first he was, he was talking about looking out of his 20 floor window at Sand Hill Cranes. I'm like, oh, they're in Vegas too, the Sand Hill Cranes. <laughs> didn't didn't no. think they got that far. Uh, uh, yes. All right, what's it? Well, okay, now you got to talk about yeah. next segment. Well, I know There's we got a, Sean Callahan next segment, so I'll talk oh, yeah. about right now before you get out of it. What, the concourse? Yeah, I, I just kind of sad. Now, just control yourself on this, please. Well, yeah, I didn't tweet a lot until the toward the end of the game. <laughs> I saw because your tweet. I was Because I was trying to... You know, just take everything in. Right. I, I appreciate that. But it was, I thought it was pretty alarming and, and I, frankly just sad. Um, just talking about the concession stands open last night. I don't, I don't want to complain too much about it, but but it, it's a concern. I, I walked around the entire 200 level concourse, right? That's where I sat. It was a 200 level concourse last night. One concession stand open. Or like one little, I guess there was two, but they're right by each other. That's it. And when you go to the south side of the arena, that's the one. I walked around both sides, 
all the way, nothing. There's like 10 of them closed, just gates up. Is that right? And if that's about, you know, staffing issues, whatever. I was at a concert, though, um, two Fridays ago, and I didn't remember seeing that much issue with staffing. Huh. I thought those those places were pretty much open. Well, maybe they were anticipating a smaller crowd. I mean, can you... You can't. It's the, it's the home opener of a team that hadn't played at home yeah. for two years, yeah, or they hadn't had you fans. Make, you make good points, How, Jake. And that's a good point. And it's a fan base that wants to see somebody win because, you know, again, kudos to the women's. They won yesterday. Yes. Women's team um, won. Hold on, they blasted that. Maine. Way to go, women's team. It was 108 to 50. Right. Congrats. That's good to see that. I'm glad, happy for them. But if you're expecting a small crowd, who has given you that assessment ahead of time? Who, who's given you that thought? I don't know. And, and downstairs, I went to the 100 level and said, there's nothing open here. What am I going to do here? It still wasn't great down there. Is it possible? You know, the women played at noon yesterday, and they did beat Maine 108 to 50. Congratulations to Amy Williams and her team. It's possible that this, uh, the staff had to work that game, and it was – you didn't have enough staff to work at night, too. I went to a stand, trying to get pizza. They were out. Ooh, this wow. is first half. First game. And with the one open stand on the 200 level. Now, Trev, Trev Albert's the first year AD. This is the kind of things he'll hear about. He'll hear about it from somebody. If he doesn't, you know. Trev, I just was, I was, I know, I was because I, I, know because I went to the concert to, on, you know, on, on October 15th, and there was, there was people working there. I, I was not expect. I was not ready to see all these concession stands just gated down. Not did open. any? Was there any? Did you hear anybody complain? Oh uh, yeah. Did you? Like, like what, where's everybody at? Like, where's where's all the concession stands at? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have. We weren't told to expect that. You know. Okay. Now here's an- another natural weird question that we didn't address. How was the crowd? I mean, can't you, I know you have a hard time estimating. It's hard to do. The that. crowd had, a, had trouble getting into it because the game was just but, not. I mean, there was a couple of nice dunks by, by Trey McGowan's that got him going, but then they'd give up a bucket, and all of a sudden your energy's dead. How many people? I I don't even know. I I don't do great at estimating. Was the arena pretty full, half full? Half to pretty. Okay. Let's go with was that. Was it an okay crowd? It was an okay crowd, but it was okay. quiet because there was just really nothing. Gosh. Okay, now here's the question I have. I have uh, out of that. This is the opener of year three of the Hoiberg era. Aren't people more excited than that? Than what you just characterized? Well, the team has to provide you some energy. It's the first game. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know what was going to happen at any time, but they just didn't get the chance to explode. Not that many people showed up in the first place. Well, half to pretty full. I'm not saying it's empty. It's not empty. Well... I, I guess the concessions they had expected an empty crowd because they had one open in the 200-level concourse. Yeah, I, I have a – well, Trev, Trev will have to address something like that, I would think. That's – I mean – all right, well, Friday at 7.30, they get another chance. Sam Houston State's in town. Yes, Huskers, Huskers fall last night 75-74 to middling Summit League team, Western Illinois at PBA. On the same Houston State. And then Creighton next Tuesday, who came back from a big deficit and beat Arkansas Pine Bluff last night. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Sean Callahan next on Early Break on the Ticket. <laughs>